Journey to Organization, episode 104, Where Do I Put My Stuff? You're listening to the Journey to Organization podcast with Rebecca Saltzman, advice to help you clear your clutter and your mind. Hello and welcome to Journey to Organization. I'm Rebecca Saltzman from Balagan Begone Personal Organization, and today I want to answer a listener question. Where do I put my stuff? (laughs) This is a huge question. So obviously I want to deal with the basic of this question, which is if you're deciding to keep anything in your home, it has to have a place to live. So whatever you've decided, if you've gone through everything and whatever you've decided to keep, if it's important enough for you to keep, it has to have a real piece of real estate designated to it. doesn't matter if it's a shelf or a closet or a box or a bin or wherever it is, it just has to have a real place to live. (laughs) The thing about stuff is that it has a tendency to overtake us when it doesn't have a real place to live. And I can't even begin to tell you how many times people call me up and say to me, well, I'm organized, (laughs) but it just feels like all my stuff doesn't have a place to live. Well, if that's the case, you have too much stuff. It's time to declutter. So I want to remind you all to first declutter before we, you know, get into the nuts and bolts of this conversation. But it's also important to once you've decluttered, really give space to all the things that you decide to keep. And if you can't give them a real space, then rethink your decision to keep these items because maybe maybe, just maybe, they're not important enough to keep and you really do need to let them go. Because giving over a sign, giving over, I'm sorry, giving over a space or a piece of real estate or a drawer or a shelf or whatever is an indication that, you know, I am making room for you. (laughs) You, object, are important to me. (laughs) Whatever the object is, it doesn't matter if it's a bowl or a piece of paper or I don't know anything. It doesn't matter what the object is. As long as you're saying to this object, you're important to me, I'm making a space for you, it's going to be important to you and you will make a space for it. But if you really can't find a designated home for any object, then it's probably not worth keeping and you should renegotiate with yourself. (laughs) Now, let me get back to the heart of the question, which was something to the effect of, I have two tables, a dining room table and a kitchen table, and my kids do arts and crafts at the kitchen table. Where should I store my crafts? And this is a great question, and I want you to apply this question to other areas in your home because it's an apt question. It's a good question. Uh, The lady who asked the question, didn't say if I could leave her name, so I won't say her name. Uh, But here's the thing. This question can apply to really hundreds of areas in your house, okay? So it's my, I have two spaces that could be used as a medicines cabinet. Should I keep a stock downstairs? Should I keep a stock upstairs? It's all these common places in your house where you might have one or two of the same similar sort of places where you could keep these kind of items. And I know that I've talked about this before, but I really just want you to think how you can apply this question to your own life because it's worthwhile to see how does this apply to me. Okay, so here's the situation. If you have 
a place in your house where it can double as you know several different things uh, an arts and crafts room or the kitchen <laughs> you know which is common and a lot of people have that where do you store the stuff um, this particular lady said to me that she had room in her kitchen to store the arts and the crafts and that's fine here's the situation if you have room to store arts and crafts in your kitchen great good for you that's great you can feel free to store the arts and crafts in your kitchen but you have to be able to store all the arts and crafts in your kitchen what I mean by that is every single item that you have as arts and crafts should be stored together it's like I always say like items should be stored together so if you have room for every single arts and crafts project I do have clients who keep all their crafting stuff in the kitchen great do that. That's fine. If that's the place where you're going to use it, that's where you should store it. And that's another good rule is wherever you use the item, that's where you should store it. However, if you cannot store all the arts and crafts items together, what's going to happen is is having having them in more than one place is going to set off like a goose hunt when you are looking for something a wild goose chase that's the word I was looking for when you're looking for something so if you're looking for construction paper and you normally store that in the kitchen but somebody moved it to the other place where you have arts and crafts then you know you're going to be looking for it there and you're going to have to go into the other space anyways now in general like I said I think that you should store things where you use them but it's not mandatory to do that so if you have an arts and crafts zone outside of your kitchen and you usually do arts and crafts in your kitchen, it's okay to take selected arts and crafts into your kitchen. In a way, I kind of prefer that because I feel like the kitchen should be the kitchen and and that should be the kitchen. Unless you have a big enough kitchen um, where you actually have space to put something extra in, like a designated craft area, Okay, that's fine. If you really can make, like, I have a friend whose house I was at last week for Shabbos. I know she's listening. (laughs) And she has a really, really large kitchen. She has a whole side area of her kitchen. If she wanted to have her kids do arts and crafts in the kitchen, she could put in a teeny small little table over there and a little small shelf and store all of that stuff and have the kids do arts and crafts in the kitchen. And that would be fine. But if you're saying to me you're using the kitchen table as the arts and crafts place anyways... In order for you to eat at the table, you're going to have to clean up any crafts projects. So I don't really see the harm in having like a designated craft area that's not in the kitchen. And I think it's important to recognize, I guess, that every place that you store something doesn't have to be where you use it. If you don't have enough room to store something where you use it, it's okay to take it back you know, to take it out and put it back after you're done using it and use it somewhere else. And I think that it's important to sort of recognize the, to recognize that because if you can, if you can say like, I don't have enough room in this space and I would rather keep all the things together, then that's better from an organizational standpoint. So it's better for you to have a craft closet outside of Uh, the kitchen if you have actual space to keep all the supplies. 
Crafting presents a specific issue for a lot of people because there are kids, there are kids craft supplies and there are grown up craft supplies. So a lot of my clients are crafters and they have supplies that they don't want their kids to touch. (laughs) And I get that. And especially depending on the age of your kids, you know, if you have paper cutters or an expensive stencil machine or something like that, you don't want your kids to have access to that if they're four or five, six, you know, you maybe an older kid who's 10 or 12 or whatever can have access to a paper cutter. But, you know, you want to be conscientious about what you allow to kids, or at least that you want to be able to supervise them while you're doing that. And so you don't want them to just take it out willy nilly. That's okay. If you want to have separate craft you know, cabinets next to each other, one that's a grown-up, one that's a kid's one, or give the top shelves to mom and the bottom shelves to kids, and that's okay. And I applaud that. (laughs) But I think it's better to really have one craft area where all the craft supplies are, like that you know if the item that you're looking for isn't there, then it's not there. Then you used it up. Like, The point of having everything all in one space is so that you know where everything is when you're looking for it. (laughs) Because let's be real, sometimes we finish something and we forget to put it on our shopping list. So let's say you finished all the glue, and I'm continuing here with the craft metaphor because, or example, because uh, it's a good one (laughs) and it's a common one. So let's say you have glue and you run out of glue and you forget to add it to the shopping list or you just don't get to the store in time and then you need glue, you might not remember that you ran out of glue because let's be real again, you don't necessarily put it on your shopping list, right? So you want to know when you go into the craft closet that glue has a designated space to live in the craft closet. First of all, that's number one. You gave a shelf area to glue. You have a box full of glue, right? So if you can't find it there, you should know that you don't have it. And I think that that's a lot of times what derails us. Like, I know one time a lady called me and said, you know, her neighbor came knocking on her door and asked if she had a certain, you know, children's medication. And she went to the place where she keeps the medication and she looked at it and she said, no, I don't have any. And the lady said, well, can you check someplace else? And the woman said, no, I'm sure I don't have it because this is the only place I keep medication. And, and that's a good story <laughs> because how much time I read a, I read an article that said something like over our lifetime, we spend two years looking for lost items. What a waste of time looking for things that are lost, right? So if you have a space, a designated space in a craft cabinet that's labeled glue, if there's no glue there, you know there's no glue. And you either make the decision to find another sticky substance like tape (laughs) to fix the problem, or you make the decision to go to the store right now. Because what what's going to happen if you don't do that is you're going to spend 20, 30, 40 minutes looking for the glue until you remember, oh gosh, I ran out of glue. And I think that, you know, looking at that, do you want to waste 40 minutes of your time? If you can spend time up front right now, right now, right this minute, today, organizing your closet, taking a little time to label the zones of the closet, especially in like a craft closet, in a, in a bedroom closet, it's not so necessary, but in, especially in a, in a craft sort of situation or a medicine situation, 
label the zones so that you know when you finish something, if it's not there, it's not there. <laughs> um, I gave a special time management webinar as a bonus to my students who took the Painless Pace Off class. And one person who emailed me after the webinar asking me a question, which was something to the effect of like, well, how do you deal with time management, you know, when everything is sort of a mess in your house? And, and I'm like, I happen to know who the person was. And I said to her, and I've been to her house before. And I said to her, I'm like, look, if clutter is a problem for you, if, if the time management aspect of like cleaning up for things is a problem for you, then you need to get into the habit of putting things away right away. Like as you cook, also clean. So like this morning I made my oatmeal. So after I cut up the banana and the nuts to put in the oatmeal, the oatmeal was still cooking. I washed the cutting board and the knife and you know, it was one less thing I had to clean up afterwards. Like if you do these sort of tasks at the same time, like while something else is happening, it makes it easier later on. So it's the same thing with the stuff. If you take the time to put something back right away, then it's going to be easier for the next time. But the problem is, and this is, goes back to what I said at the beginning, if you don't give everything in your house a real home, then you're not going to be able to do that. And it's like a missing, it's the missing link to organization, I think, for a lot of people, which is like, everybody's like, oh, I'm so organized. I don't need to take a class on decluttering. I declutter all the time. That might be true. But the link that you're missing is everything that you're keeping has to have a place to live. And I don't just mean going out to the store and buying thousands of dollars worth of plastic containers. I mean, just making a simple label, like taking a sticker and writing on it. It's not even, or a piece of tape. Like you don't even have to do anything fancy. In your cabinet, just put like, here's the plates, here's the cups, here's the, you know, forks, whatever it is. And, and the same thing in a craft cabinet. Here's the glue. Here's the tape. You could even put glue and tape together. Here's where the paper goes. Here's where the fuzzy pom-poms go. Here's where the stencils go. If you give all these places, all these tools, a home, a real place to live, a place where your kids know where to clean them up, a place where you know where to, how to clean them up, then it's going to be a lot easier to maintain the order and maintain a clutter-free existence. I'm going to take it one step further, which is if you, I feel like sometimes people call me up and they're like, look at this mess. I don't even know where to start. And, and sometimes it's not clutter. Sometimes it's actually things that people use. It just sort of gets out of control. The reason why they can't manage it is because they don't know where to put the stuff. And not only that, they can't even delegate the task to a child or to the spouse because the spouse or the children don't know where the stuff goes either, so they can't clean it up. They can't delegate it to a cleaning person. I was in somebody's house a few weeks ago, and she said, my cleaner goes around, all the stuff she doesn't know where to put it, she just puts it in a basket. <laughs> and it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a, good solution because it's not the cleaner's fault she doesn't know where things go. If everything was labeled, the cleaner could do it and you could delegate to this other person who's coming into your house to help you that you're paying for and and you can make that time with them so much more 
fruitful if you just take a little step at the beginning. A lot of people say to me, like, I don't see the value in paying for your service. And I said to them, if you pay for my service now, you'll pay less later. You'll have more time because you won't spend time looking for lost items. You will be able to, if you have a cleaner, the cleaner will spend less time cleaning and they'll be able to actually put things back where they belong. And you'll have more peace of mind because you're not irritated that you can never find what you're looking for. And so let me bring this back full circle. <laughs> for the lady who called and said, where do I keep my arts and crafts supplies if my kids color in the kitchen and I have space in the kitchen? Keep it wherever it's convenient for you, but know this, if you don't label it, if you don't make like a designated home, if you're not storing all the like items together, it's gonna be a lot more difficult later on for you <laughs> to move forward and maintain organization. So for the sake of organization, again, I suggest storing the like items together, keeping it all together, and knowing how to put things back, labeling it so that when you're ready to clean up, everybody can clean up together. This is true with any kind of toys also, just as an aside. If you have toys and you have appropriate storage bins for the toys and all the bins are marked, your kids should know how to put those toys into the bin and they should be able to clean up. And if they can't, then you need to work with them because it's an executive function skill and it's a learned skill and it can be learned. But you have to give your family the tools to be able to not only help you, but help themselves learn how to manage themselves so that they can go forward and be helpful adults and helpful husbands and whatever it is. Like a lot of times my husband, who's amazing and I love him, uh, comes to me and he's like, where do I put this? And I'm like, oh, I don't know. Like if it's something new, I'm not sure where it goes, you know. It's always, <laughs> it's always like, oh, I don't know where that goes, right? Or he'll hand me a paper and he'll be like, here, where does this go? I'm like, in the filing cabinet. Put it in the filing cabinet. It's a, not really a cabinet. It's like cubes, but whatever. Anyway, the point is, is that when things have a home, you can also direct people to put them away. Look for the file marked X and put it in there, please. Thank you so much. And that's the beauty of labeling but also of storing like items together it will be so much easier for you to find what you are looking for when you are looking for it if you do that so I'm just going to give you a friendly reminder if you want to sign up for Faggy Pollock's class and improve your marriage which I have to say I'm loving this class it's really great um you have till the end of May to get a discount go to bit.ly forward slash JTO underscore Faggy and sign up for the discounted special price till the end of May. And if you need help conquering your clutter, hey, let me know. I'll be happy to direct you to the best way to help you get your clutter under control and get your stuff managed. For now, I wish you a great week and happy organizing. Thanks for listening to the Journey to Organization podcast. You can find Rebecca on Twitter and Instagram at BalaGonBegon and on Pinterest as Rebecca Saltzman. Visit BalaGonBegon.com for resources and to join the mailing list to get podcast updates.